Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I am here on a Wednesday, chatting with former NFL player James Loving. James, how how was how was your week go? Oh, it was a good week. I couldn't wait for this day to day to get on the show. You know what I guess? So I've been up all night, three nights straight, waiting. And to, to listening to sports, you have lots of things to talk about. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest. You know, I, I was excited that this gentleman agreed to come on again. He we had him on last season. So uh, again, welcome Patrick Action Jackson, former NFL wide receiver with the Atlanta Falcons and Ohio Glory. How you doing today, Patrick? Just now. Woo! I'm looking forward to a great, great time of talking all things sports, football, whatever it is. I'm ready to make it happen. Ready to make it happen. Oh, love it. So, uh, Patrick, last season when we were when we were talking, we found out that you had authored a book, and yes, with I. it, you know, James and I, of course, we had to get it. So, you know, we we got it, and both of us read it, and it's 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 an interesting book. Um, it's Pearls of Wisdom, Practical Action Tips for Go Getters, right. uh, and right. you have little quips in here, you know, little sayings, uh, as well as, as information regarding, you know, how, how, you know, you followed each one of these little sayings um, and, and how it affected your life in, in different ways. So there's a couple that I'd like to go through because some of them um, I, I, I know that, that it affects me and some I know affects James um, and maybe some of our listeners it might affect. So uh, the first one that I, I came across was number nine. Did someone say no? <laughs> uh, that, 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 and in it, you know, everybody hates to hear the word no, you know. And, and anymore in this day and age, you, you ask someone to do something or, or ask if they can do something for you, especially in customer service. And no should never be the first answer you get, Correct. All right. I mean, it's, um, that someone say no is basically helping you shift your mindset to a yes mentality. And um, because a lot of times when we, you know, we're going off of passion and going after, you know, ideas and going after dreams, and you tell it to a, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, logical person that, that wants you to stay in a safe zone, sometimes the immediate answer is no. But, um, you know, this is basically just a, it's a little simple nugget just to keep your, your mindset and your actions into the yes, yes mode and keep moving forward. And, um, uh, you know, I got that just from, like the book is made up of quotes and tips and, and nuggets from coaches, preachers, teachers, uh, parents, um, different people all over the, all over the country or places that you meet. And so, um, um, that's what, that was the genesis of the book, Practical Action Tips for Go-Getters. Yeah. Yep. Well, the the next one I want to talk about, this (laughs) one pertains to a lot of people, but I know that James really can can get in on board with this one. But have you been counted out? It's number 16. The man who wins may have been counted out several times, but he didn't hear the referee. Wow. Talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, that that came from um, kind of a boxing. I never, never, you know, got in the ring and boxed, but that – that's synonymous to, you know, watching WWE and, and, and wrestling and boxing and, and watching how, especially in wrestling, when those guys get pinned down on the mat and the referee is right there by the head counting and then, boom, they flip them over. And I just try to synonymize it with um, in business or even in life. You know, sometimes when you, you know, you fail or you, you know, or you, you know, you do some things and it's just not being successful as you want it. Um, you know, you got the naysayers, hey, it's time to pack it up, time to pack up the bags, time to start doing a different different type of job or something. And you have to put the blinders on, you have to put the earplugs in the ears and, and, and just don't listen to the count. Just keep moving. Just keep pushing. And so I James, think that's I, I know you just, have a- just a, a boxer's, um, a wrestler's 
type of um, you know wording to uh, to apply to just you know not not only sports but also life and business. Yeah, exactly, James. I know I know you have a comment because th- this happened to you many times. No, I don't know. I mean, I just want to know. Uh, asking Jackson, what will you do? I hear a lot of my friends that kids playing and everybody want to get in the pro and. What would you tell a kid when well, you know it's not going to make it? Uh, like I heard you say, you got to go another route. How would you explain that to him? I mean, because um, you know that kid going to be hurt and all like that, but mm-hmm. like you say, sooner or later, they got to know it's not going to make it. Right. Well, what I, I try to tell kids, and I, it's funny you bring that up because I'm I'm certified to become I'm a youth NFL youth ambassador. So we, I talk, go around and talk with youth organizations all the time, and you see the kids – um, playing, you know, it's ages from six all the way up to 18. And, you, of course, when you get, you know, in the, in the teenage bracket, you start seeing some of the young men, young ladies for that fact, with flag football, things of that nature, coming in into play. Um, always just, my message to them is real simple. Just make it have fun. Go out there and have fun. Um, don't look at this game um, as far as, you know, like you said, what you're trying to get out of it and trying to go to the league and go to college. And, and, you know, let's rewind back to 19, you know, late 80s. Um, I didn't even have pro aspirations, even though Drew Pearson at the time with the Cowboys was my, well, back, you know, was my favorite player. And growing up, I always wanted to play pro, but it didn't even dawn on me about playing pro until my junior year in college. But my biggest thing was having fun. Go out here, let's do our best. And that's all I try to tell young, young, young people. Is to this is a team game, play your position as, as as well as you can, and but most importantly, have fun, because the game is already tough enough. I mean, getting hit, getting banged around, and <laughs> and then getting your hand stepped on, things of that nature. So you just have make it make it fun. You got your teammate, talk to your teammates, on, you know, doing the game on the sideline, laugh about some things, and and just have fun, and, and let let the chips fall where they may when it comes to trying to assess if you're going to go pro or not. Right. right. So the, the last one I want to talk about, and this one pertains to a lot of things, but um, are you busy or productive? And you mentioned stuff about mm-hmm. dummy heroes. Um, talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, it might apply to me today because I, I stayed up to four this morning doing some work, and I said I'm going to finish up some work today and be productive. But I'm winding up, I'm looking at what I've got accomplished right now, and it's not much. But I've been busy. So the busy in production is you can do a lot of different things. Um, in, in, in our business, what I do with online marketing, we say we want to do at least three what we call IPAs, income-producing activities. And the rest is all busy work. I can think about putting together a website. I can... I can even start trying to write a, a business plan. All these things sometimes can seem productive at the end of the day. Was, was I busy or was I productive? And just thinking about putting together a web- website, writing down some business ideas, reading a couple of books, and, and making a few calls, if it's not getting me to the end goal uh, of, of actually seeing the tangible results, then I'm, just, I'm really just busy and not productive. And I think it affects a lot of people when they clean the house and they, you know, wash the cars. And, and, um, and in some cases, that could be productive. That's, what, that's, that's your goal. But when you have a goal and it, it's, if it's productive, uh, we can get caught up in doing the busy, looking busy, being busy. And that's not, at the end of, it's not, that's not pushing us forward to where we're really trying to go. Right, right. Yeah, that seems to affect a, a lot of people, and, and a lot of people do know how to look busy, <laughs> but then at the end of the day, they don't actually come through with all that production. But, you know, as I said, you, you, you mentioned stuff about the, the, the dummy hero in, in that story. Oh, <laughs> okay, the dummy hero was one of my high school coaches, who was Jimmy Franklin. He was a mean guy. I mean, James, you, you, you relate to that. You know how these mean coaches are. But... Um, we would practice, and that's twofold with that particular quote, because we would practice, and you would have people in in grays, and what we call grays, it's t-shirts and shorts, no 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 pads on, and they are catching the ball, they flying around, they making all these different plays, and then um, 
And then when it's, when it's time to put the pads on or when it's time to play the game, they're not showing up. They, they're dropping every pass. They're not there to make the tackle. They're just not doing what they was doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so um, our coach would go around and say, don't be a dummy hero. You're flying around doing this in grays and T-shirts and shorts, but when we put the pads on, we can't find you. And in the same token, Coach Barry Switzer used to have a saying, is can you do it when the band is playing? In practice, you got, it's quiet, you're in the stadium, you're practicing. But on, on Friday nights, high school, Saturdays with college and Sundays with the pros, you got music blasting, the bands are playing. The same plays you're making out here on the field in practice, I want to see can you do that when the band is playing. And it's totally two different dynamics. So that's what that was about. Can you yeah, do it they, when the band is playing? Don't be a dummy hero. That is very true. So um, for all of our listeners, because um, this is a, it's an interesting book, it's an interesting read. Uh, for people that are interested in, in getting this book, um, how can they order it? Um, we have a, a website dedicated to the book. It's um, practicalactiontips.com. Very simple. Practicalactiontips, with an S on the end of tip, practicalactiontips.com. You can also awesome. go to Amazon and type in my name as the author, and you can find the book look there as well. Yep, it's it, it, it's a good read. So you know, and people could could take it Thank for you. for what it is. So hopefully they Thank go you. out and go get it. So you know what? Let's take our first Thank break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about some NFL football stuff that's going on. So we'll be right back, and we'll be ready. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz. And I'm sitting here chatting with James Loving, former NFL player of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, James... Um, it's been a while since we've gotten to, to actually talk with our guest, you know, but it's, it's always good because, you know, I, I know how, you're, how you are and you're going to be putting each other on the spot. So are you ready for this? You already said one thing I didn't agree with, so go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, again, our guest is former <laughs> wide receiver with the Atlanta Falcons, Patrick Action Jackson. So, James and Patrick, you know, Le'Veon Bell, let's, let's just get this out there. You know, he's, he's now saying that he will show up for the Pittsburgh Steelers during week seven, which, which is a bye week for them, um, and be ready to play in week, week eight, uh, which they, I believe they play Cleveland Browns in. So, is this a ploy, or do you see him appearing? You know, that, that, that's one part of the question is, and will the team welcome him back? So, Patrick, what, 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 I'd like to hear what you have to say first. Well, um, 
Man, I don't know the details of, of this of franchise tag and the contract and everything, but I think if Le'Veon Bell is smart, he would really pay attention to what just happened in Seattle with um, with Earl Thomas, the safety, you know, getting hurt. And um, I think it was some, some of the similar reasons why, you know, he's, he's sitting, sitting out now. Um, however, I know it's, it's – um, Coming back, he said week eight, and, and some of the reasons why he was talking about coming back, it was like those reasons you ought to be trying to come back now. You know, why why wait to week eight? And uh, I don't know if I think it's week eleven or, or game eleven he has to come back or something. I, I don't know the particulars of, of his deal, but um, running back is that, that position there is one of those where you get banged up and the shelf life for a guy that's almost thirty years old playing that position, the window is closing. So um, yeah. I, I would, I guess, pass this over to James and see what what my man over there has to say about <laughs> Mr. Bell. All right, James. You know, I, I agree with you, as Jeff, but the thing that, you know, gets me is um, when they were talking about his teammates was upset and all like that, uh, he didn't want to come back. But you know what? No matter what, you know, they know they're not winning and they know their team is in a disarray, so... I think that's why he's coming back early. I heard he wanted to come back to the 10th game. But you got to look at that, too. And I was talking, I think, maybe Chris or some. I think it was Chris or my friend was talking about it. Um, uh, it's a business now. I mean, back when we played, actually, as you know, it was a love for the game. Wasn't that much people being moved to different teams, you know. Now it's like, it's right. like you know, the owner's like, it's, it's a business. The players are like, hey, my life, I need this money. That's why... If you know the Zach Jets, a lot of these players with the contract, they want the guaranteed money because they're right. accepting that long-term money in a contract no more. They want the money up front right. now. That's the problem with them. You know, they want it up front to guarantee them. <laughs> they do get hurt. They still got paid, you know. So, right, um, right, right. I, I, I wouldn't have did it. I would have stayed up to the 10th game. But like you say, $900,000 checks every week. <laughs> he loses. You know, that ain't no, that ain't no Another pity, thing, you know. too, with his, with his teammates, it was kind of odd to hear them talking about his money like that and comparing his money with their money. That's a big right. no-no. I mean, you know that, too, because actually it's a business, and I, I'm sure the NFL owners was licking their chops to hear a divide with players, especially when it comes to each one of them contract like that in a public, you know, the public format. That's like me saying, I mean, you work in the same place, but you executive, I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, why did I actually got some tripper? You know, you make more money than me. You right. should be here. That's not my business what you make and why you, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. I can't dictate what you make, you know, uh, or how you want to make your money, you know. And you look at it, he does a lot, you know. He receiver, uh, run the ball. So I wouldn't do it if I was him to the tenth game, to the last one. But like you say, you need that money. You got to come back, you know. Right, right. Well, let me ask. Let me throw this out at you guys. Do you think because of what's going on, should the Steelers just trade him at this point, Patrick? Yeah. Um, if they did, they got to um, see what team's going to, you know, pick him up. What they're going to offer? If it's got to be a first rounder or so. I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh, the, the organization has always been top notch when it comes to with them and their players and the longevity of, of you know, the, the people that's making those decisions. Um, that's a tough one. I don't, I really don't see them trading him because um, they also play a division that's, um, you know, the meat is, the meat and the, well, the butter is, the bread is buttered in November, December and playoff time. And that's when, that's when Mr. Bell is, is, is very important uh, during that time because, you know, the, it's snowing and it's cold and and uh, it's a black and blue division. You need you need a workhorse there. That's where he, you know, maybe that's why he's targeting those later dates. But um, um, I really don't see a trade. You know, I hope he stay in the, in the black and gold. James, uh, I think at first when the season was coming, they thought about it. They thought this kind of guy was gonna be, you know, be all right. You know, just enough for them. I think they figured that out. I think like last week he had 19 yards, 12 carries, something like that, and they figured, you know, so now they know they need him. Uh, well, like you say, I thought Pittsburgh was that organization that was classy, but 
I think they would have brought it wrong with him. You know, Le'Veon and, you know, Le'Veon kind of called their bluff. Uh, right. They, right. Didn't think, they didn't like that, you know. So, um, so I don't think they'll trade him now, like you say. Um, they keep that kind of as a backup in case he get hurt or something, but they figure they need him. Uh, and Pittsburgh, you know, they got to win something, do something this year. Well, there's going to be a lot of yeah. changes, I think. If they don't, they're going to get rid of Tomlin, you know, so they feel he doesn't have control of his team. He had it for a while, and, you know, so. Right. They looking, right. Yeah, so I think they're looking at give him everything he got, what he needs Tomlin, and if he don't do it, we're going to get rid of him, you know? Right. And you know what, James, you know this too. Um, I know James Conner's been playing. He's a young running back. And a lot of times with young, not just young running backs, but young players, you really don't realize the workload and how long the, season, the NFL season is. And so a lot of times, you know, the young guys have a hot start, carry it over for about eight to nine, ten games. And that's, that pretty much matches what a collegiate season is. But, man, get down in December and people are going home for Christmas and, and all your friends are celebrating with families. And, you, and if your team is losing, I mean, that, that, that complicates and makes the schedule even longer. And so um, that's why, you know, having a, a strong veteran like, like, Mr., like Le'Veon Bell, you know, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to really be looking at that because week 10, week 11, week 12, the season is long, and those young guys, they, they, they still kind of – built for the collegiate season, not the pro season and, and that's when you'll start seeing some 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 moves, you know. So in my I, opinion. I, I totally agree with you that I keep telling uh, people that I'd be like, you know, this week four, you know, everybody gonna look good, but you need those older guys from week thirteen, fourteen, fifteen that been there and know how to play and win. And you know, <laughs> these younger guys don't, you know, they get tired out. I mean uh, it, ain't, it ain't the same sport, but it's the sport looking basketball. You go college guys going from playing third, 20 games to 80. <laughs> they can't get through the whole season, you know? And they, right, you know, right. So it's like these guys that come in there, and I can't wait till we get to that one subject, you know, to tell you it's the same thing going with this. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look good in that one year, and then after that, you know, look at, look at that. Press, look at him. Remember that first year right. he came in? He's like, oh, this is easy. That next year was rough for him. Next two years now, isn't it? There you go. There you go. So, let, let me ask you this, guys. Do you think the Oakland Raiders regret trading Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears? <laughs> Patrick? <laughs> I think that's a capital Y-E-S. <laughs> I don't think Doug, I don't think Coach Gruden would would admit to that. Maybe The only way he might admit to it possibly, possibly I don't think he would admit to it. Uh, too much, uh, too much pride in that move. But yeah, that's a that that, that move there. The last latter part of, of camp like that, uh, you know, the captain of the defense, uh, great, you know, person. Um, that that sent a shockwave to the team. Of man, this guy is doing everything you're supposed to do, plus a lot more. And this happened. Don't even call him and talk to him. But when you get the job. It's, it's a, that's a, that was a low, low class uh, move right there with the Raiders. Yeah, <clears throat> James, what, what, what's your opinion on that? I know you have to for, but real quick, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not too, and I hate to say this, I hate to see where to say people I want to see them fail, because I'm not that type of person. I want to see everybody succeed, but that John Gruden, man, what he pulled, you know, and only reason he pulled, I think about. it. He's guaranteed a hundred million, mm-hmm. so he don't care about anything. They get rid of him mm-hmm. in year three, four. He still got sixty some thousand dollars, six hundred million, I mean, whatever that is, out that they owe him. <laughs> you know. So what he did, he didn't care because he wanted to show them. You know, this is my team. You know, blah blah blah. Right. But right. You know, any coach would not let that man go. I don't care. You would have kissed his feet to get him on that team. You know. Exactly. 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 Well, especially with the, well, yeah. the numbers that you see Quill doing. So, you, know. you know, he's he's been he's been remarkable for for Chicago. So, I mean, he's he's pretty much he's also he's defense. in the running, not just defensive MVP, but right early, but he's in the running right now. His name is mentioned, you know, for just the overall NFL MVP. Just 
He's a big right. impact defensive impact player and can just change the tide of a game just with one, you know, one rush, rush of the quarterback. And you, you know, know that I'm like you, James. I don't want to, I don't never wish either will on someone, but I like Derek Carr. And I love, I love, um, Marshawn Lynch. And you want to see them do well, but it's bittersweet, you know. You just, man, these guys, I was hoping they'd go 0-16 or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am too. But you know some of that does to a person. You know, he was good anyway, but it makes you motivate you more. It's like in my life when people say, oh, you ain't going to make it. You know, give it up. You know, find your job. And that motivates more to, to do that, to prove that I'm wrong. And he's proving I'm doing wrong, you know. Like, hey, look what you, you know. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yep. Well, tell you what, let's take our next break. When we come back, we are going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz, and I'm sitting here chatting with former NFL player James Loving. So, James, you know, it's, it's a good day, isn't it? It's a really good day, especially with our, our guest. No, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and, and bring him back on. So, again, we have former NFL wide receiver uh, Patrick Action Jackson. He played with the Atlanta Falcons and the Ohio Glory. And, Patrick, I'm, I'm sorry if, if the last question I asked was a little too, uh, <laughs> you know, tender there, but it, it had to be asked. <laughs> you get me fired up. That's all it is. You get me fired up. You know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let, 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 let's do something fun. Let's do something fun here. Um, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. So he's the quarterback okay. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this past weekend, he led them to two touchdowns in the fourth quarter against Denver in Denver to win the game. Do you see Mahomes washing out in the next couple of years, or will he continue to be a great quarterback? I'll go Patrick? first. Let me go first. All right, James. Let me go, go first. first. I can't wait. Uh-oh. 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 I'm, I'm ready for you on this. You know <laughs> what? I, I, like I said, I'm about players that, you know, uh, do well, you know, such a young players like that. But I think we get them too much the first year. I mean, they, when they had those breakout years and expect them to do it again and again and again and look at Dak Prescott, uh, what happened to him. I think they put too much on this young man, you know. He's having a great season, but I don't think he's like 
um, I know you know him better than me, but you know how it could change in an instant in a year with these guys. And I think it's a little bit too much talk for him right now that I don't think he's going to prove it again next year. Look at the other guy for Houston. You know, I think if they lay off him and they say he's playing all right or making him like this great player than Peyton Manning and all that, I think he'd be better off the following year next year. What do you think? Well, I think um, I have a little inside information. And uh, you know what, Chris? I, I, and I have to say this. I agree with James. I, I agree with Big Game James on that. I mean, throwing for all of these yards, not just Pat, but all these quarterbacks throwing for these you know, four or 500 yards a game and, you know, not you know taking into consideration that the defensive backs is not able to headhunt like they did when I was coming through. And, you know, and James was coming through. I mean, we were receivers, you know, and, and here I am complaining about the lack of, of, of you know, you know, good big hits and everything. If I, if I was playing now, I'd play until I'm 60 years old, I guess. But, um, yeah, Pat, I, the only thing, one thing I, I like to say about Pat, and I have inside information, is because his dad was a former Major League Baseball player, grew up, um, what was that, north of us in Lindale, about five miles outside of Tyler in East Texas. And he played on the Major League level like eight, nine years. And he's two years younger than I am, his dad. And then Pat grew up on the south side in a town called White House. And I watched this young man play, you know, junior high and even high school, playing against my, my former high school. And the one thing he does have, he has a Brett Favre type of um, mojo, if you want to call it. And that, what that is is one of those, uh, we, we're always in the game. We're always in the game. And I think with his background from his father and being around successful other teammates and guys that's played on that level, I think and I hope that keeps him grounded. But the media has a way of, of inflating even the strongest of young men to the point where they think they're the next, like James was saying, the next Peyton Manning or the, or the next Tom Brady in year two, year three. And right now, teams haven't figured you out. They haven't figured out really the velocity of the ball, the breaks the receivers are coming out of. But it's just a matter of time because one thing that the pros do is they watch film on you day in, day out, six, seven, eight hours a day. They start knowing your tendencies. And when they pick up on them tendencies, and that's going to come, you know, later on in the, in the season, and of course the next year, then if he's not making the adjustments, then he 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 would you know he will he will be washed out year three if he he has to make the adjustments too. So I agree with I agree with James on that. Well, one thing I, I want to talk about, I guess, with him uh, that they that that's been brought up is you know teams defensive teams that allow him to move outside the pocket. It's hard to stop. He's really hard to stop on that. Um, but the other thing is because you touched upon this with his father being a, a professional major league baseball pitcher, you know, he was in the, 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 he, you know, he, here he's in the dugout with the players and, you know, he gets to hang out with all these, all these guys. And, you know, so, and his composure is just really, you know, he, he's very calm. He's, he's great. But do you, do you think that being there with his father being around these other former other professional athletes, do you think that helped him? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. It just happened back in April. The fantasy football conference, National Fantasy Football Conference here in Dallas, or in, in the Fort Worth, and um, a lot of the current players was at that conference. And so here I am taking pictures with Kareem Hunt and, and Ezekiel Elliott, all these different guys. Because you know some of the former players that have worked the event and. Pat Mahomes walked through, and, and I'm talking to him and talking about his dad and making a hometown connection. And then um, I just threw out, you want to get a photo? He said, man, I do, but I got all, if, I, if I stop and take this photo with you now, the crowd is going to come. And, and when he said that, you don't hear that from rookies or second-year players. And I already, right then I knew that, you know, that's, that's a veteran type of answer. So I, it, it's in him. It's just a matter of him. One thing that, uh, James, you probably saw this too, we watched the game. A big, a, big, a big thing for me was seeing Coach Reed sitting on the bench 
going over the plays and everything. That right there is coaching. And if he takes to that, which I think he will, I just don't see him having a problem. He has to make keep making the adjustments, though. He can't get caught up in the wash of of the fame and of the of the of the, the, the you know the yardage and touchdowns and relating him to Peyton and Brett and all those guys. Because if you do that, uh, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah. You know, and I totally agree with you. If he can do that, and like you say, the media could uh, make you a superstar. They could break you. There's one guy told me that they can make you a great player or they can put you down, you know, where it's, you know, and like you say, you know, look how they did Zach at this next year. They made him like he was horrible. Well, <laughs> you know, so I just don't want to see that for him because I like Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is mm-hmm. one of those coaches that, you know, um, have respect for the players, sit down and help them learn, you know, and get them a shot, you know. Even when they're not doing it, they still give them that shot. You know, I hate right. Philly got rid of him. You know, yeah, but, know. Um, he's in a great place with a great coach. And like you say, um, you won't succeed. You know, we we know that you're a struggle. I mean, all quarterbacks struggle. But like you say, this year, well, as football is now, when we play, quarterback, you can't touch and They throw for 500 yards a game now. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then also you with know the what? media, too, it, it's even learning how to answer the non-football-related questions. And, and yeah. doing things in the off season because that can make you a breaking, especially with that you know advent of social media, and um, so you know all of these things you got to take it one year, one one season, one game at a time. That's you funny know? you said that because I was looking at somebody do an interview on Sports Center, and the guys came back and go, "God, he make himself look better because he got to know how to answer these questions that don't." And you're right, the media throws something at you and you go answer it wrong. They went everywhere with it now, you know? <laughs> right. I like watching him. I, I think he's he's a good player. He's fun to see. Um, and, and he's just kind of invigorating that whole team all over again. I mean, people, I think, thought they were crazy when they got rid of their, their other quarterback to, to Washington. You know, but <laughs> there's a good reason why they did. So... I, 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 I wish him well. And, and, and I, I don't see him being like Dak. I don't see him being like that. I see him succeeding. But, again, for how long, we don't know. Right. So. And, Chris, you brought up a good point. You know, Alex Smith did all he could to, you know, to stay in that job, and, and, and he, he learned from Alex. But those, the, the team, they saw this guy every day in practice. They saw what he was bringing to the table, and they was jumping at the bit to, to, to do what's best for Alex and also do what's best for that team, for Pat. And um, you see, he's you know he's he's living up to it. Um, James, you brought up uh, the guy in Houston, Deshaun Watson, and I think it's lack of coaching that's hurting him. And I said, on offensive line, I don't know too much about the line, but you know it's almost like he's on an island. And we've seen that with Robert Griffin, and when he got hurt in his knee and come back, and and Shanahan's a good coach, but sometimes the, the coaches, if you're not their guy, they just you know, they don't put more, they don't get as engaged with you as you're seeing Andy Reid is doing with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think I said, I read something early before the season even started about uh, um, re- re- regarding uh, Houston's quarterback and about Deshaun saying that, you know, in a couple of years, he's going to probably be an MVP <laughs> in the league. And, and I don't see it at this point based on, on, on how they're, they're treating him. So it's, it's, yeah, it's going to take, take a while. That got to do with, too, that what he did a year before. And like, like actually I said, he ain't getting a coaching. So they like, hey, um, next year, do what you did last year, you know? You got to coach him. One, he was hurt. Two, like actually I said, people look at film on you. I mean, teams look at that film. And that film will tell you, if you didn't make adjustment and then you're doing the same thing, you're not going to be able to be a quarterback. I mean, Keep going back to Dak Prescott. He did the same thing that next year. He had the horrible year. Couldn't throw the ball if they couldn't run it. And all he could do was that read option. They stopped him from doing that. So now they're trying to get back into that, <laughs> you know. But, but, right. I mean, that guy that um, intercepted the ball for Seattle, I guess, um, uh, not for Seattle, for um, New England. How did he, I'm like, how did you know that? He go, I looked at films. I knew that's what they did and when they was down there. And that's how they would get in that spot. Teams wow. look at films on quarterback, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. I remember in, in Atlanta, June Jones was our offensive coordinator. And he, um, one day, was watching film after practice, and he said, Action, every time you move your fingers, it's a pass play. And I said, what do you mean, coach? You know, I'm, and he showed me those, those, those plays. And as a running play, I still come off the line hard and running play because I was kind of taught like that through high school. That, you know, don't just, don't just, you know, disguise your pass plays and running plays. Come off hard every time off the line. But every time it was a pass play, I was hands to the side. I'm wiggling my fingers. I'm ready to go get, get, get my hands on the ball. And he said, if you're going to wiggle your fingers, either do it every play or stop doing it, you know, at all. So, yeah, strictly film. Strictly that, film. That makes sense. Let's, about, let's take our last break. We come back. We're going to talk about some of the quarterbacks uh, that could possibly break Peyton Manning's throwing record this year. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports fans, players, coaches, and owners are all on Twitter. And the Voice America Sports Channel is there, too. If you need to stay on top of sports news and the most current discussions, follow us today at Voice AM Sports. That's Voice AM Sports on Twitter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz. And I have, of course, talking with me, James Loving, former NFL player with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, James, this, this has been a really good show. I, I, I love having our guest on with us. You know what? It's just like, um, just like I'm a, he's my big brother. You know, I'm learning he's a receiver like I was and everything, you know, I learned. And like from his book, you know, I'm going to apply that to my life and then other people that, you know, ask me or need advice. So I really do appreciate him being on and just the energy he brings to the show, Chris. Got me off. So I ain't going to go to work today. I'm calling out. Maybe I'll go home then. We're talking about former wide receiver Patrick Action Jackson, who's been with Atlanta Falcons, Ohio Glory. Patrick, again, thank you for coming on. It's, it's Again, it's always a pleasure having you with us. You're welcome, but man, that's hey, I don't want to bring the energy that makes someone not want to go to work. We got to get make, make big game James go to work. We got to light the like, spot a little bit more. <laughs> um, well, nice. so, uh, I'll try to get a reason to call off. You messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just starting to dial the numbers, too. Uh, so, so there's four quarterbacks that are on pace to pass Peyton Manning's 2013 throwing record. So it's Roethlisberger with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Goff with the L.A. Rams, 
Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings, Carr with the Oakland Raiders. Now we know we all understand why these records are are about ready to be broken, you know, because of the new rule that they have with the quarterback. But let me ask you this: Is this good for the NFL, Patrick? Uh, from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, and for the for the fans, it's it's great, you know, to see the ball flying. Um, you know, the owners, you know, they love this because I think of the movie. Um, on any given Sunday when you had the, the owner coming down talking to the coach, Al Pacino, and she's talking about she don't want to see the three yards in the cloud of dust. She wants to see the ball flying and want uh, Jamie Foxx, the actor that ever played the quarterback, want him throwing the ball all over the place. So, yeah, that's a great thing for that that point. But um, <clears throat> anybody get the record, I want to see Ben. Ben is an old-school player, in my opinion. From the um, He has a little bit of both playing when the guys were – you know, letting them play and letting them hit, and now, you know, with this new, new, new age rules of football, and, and uh, if anybody will get, it, I won't be to get it, because other guys got plenty of years, plenty of time to, you know, golf. He's just starting and car. You know, those guys still have time to to break Ben's break break the record if Ben gets it. So, um, but for 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 a guy that's played the game and kind of you know was fortunate to play it back in the you know late uh, early nineties or late eighties or whatever. Um, and I'm a receiver, so I, you know, I would love to see, you know, I would like to have, you know, some of those yards catching the rock, but, um, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, yes and no, you know, 50-50, I guess. How about you, James? I think um, what you're saying is true, you know, uh, they want, everybody wants the offense going and all like that, you know, that's how it is, this league, want to make everybody happy, they want everybody cheering like every minute. You know, and they tried to do that with baseball, too, try to get more scoring. It was boring, you know, giving them a shot clock to pitch the ball, something like that. But, you know, I like that hard-nosed football, you know, nine, six score, you know. It's like, you know, come down to getting field goals, you know, and, and kick a field goal. You know, I'm not, man, like that um, Rams in that Minnesota game. I'm like, anybody playing defense? And they're supposed to be <laughs> two of the best None. defense, you know. So you're looking at it like, God, is there any defense, or is this just that league where it's going to be 50-point, you know, games and quarterback with 500 yards a game? I mean, everybody keeps talking about, yeah, yeah but, but um, Tom Brady had 500-yard pass on the Eagles in Super Bowl. So what? You know, they still lost, but, you know, that's what everybody's looking at now. You're right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what they're looking and, at. And, so. and, and you really so, – Diminish the guys like Adrian Peterson, even Ezekiel Elliott. There's no reason Ezekiel Elliott shouldn't shouldn't touch the ball 25, 20, 20 to 30 times a game. And to see his stat sheet, sometimes he have 10 carries or 14 carries, and, and you know, I mean, the running game is what established the pass game. So, you know, different rules, different times now. Well, good, good that you brought that up, um, Patrick, because this past week, you know, Zeke hadn't really been touching the ball much, but this past week they were giving it to him, and you see what his numbers were. So, obviously, he is he is the reason that why they will win a game. Yes. I mean, he he is the motor, you know, the, the motor to that automobile that they have called the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they keep trying to make it to where Dak is the is face of the franchise and make it Dak-friendly. But feed, the, the guy, every time he do something, he's telling you to feed him. He's putting the hand to mouth, feed me, feed me. If, if, if they stay with that game plan and let Dak grow into that quarterback position, Dak would be so much better, um, you know, down the road. But he, don't have, he doesn't have the weapons that he needs to really – Set back there and throw the ball thirty and forty times a game. Uh, the receiver's gone, and, and the one thing that was totally surprising—a lot of people don't don't even really think about this—is how did you let a, 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 a Witten, the tight end, Jason Witten, he retires the day after the draft. He even gets up to make the draft announcement, and he retires the next day. You would think they know he's retiring. We need to draft a big time tight end. But you know, it's here in Dallas, the Dallas Metroplex News. But I'm calling, I'm calling uh, <clears throat> to that. If you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> right, right, right. I get it. All right, guys, we have a little time left on the on the the, the show. But I have a question for both of you because both of you were wide receivers. 
um, if you could play with any team or any quarterback in the NFL now, that's playing now, who would you choose to catch passes from? Patrick, you go first. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes. Nice. James, who would you go with? Oh, I would have to go with Drew Brees. Uh, I'd like to go with um, Watson from Houston. Um, you know, I kind of like to mean quarterback. I think they're overrated. But I'd like to go with um, Drew Brees. I think he just held a quarterback. What he went through with San Diego with his arm, rotated cup, getting injured, and came back, and, you know. But other than that, you know, just Drew Brees and um, Sean Watson. What about Carson Wentz? You know what? He's still young. You know, everybody, you know, he had that one year, you know, first year. He's still got to come back. I don't know if he really can. You know, I know he can pass, got the strength in the arm, but we'll see again, you know, as he come this year then next year. Well, why, why, why would you choose Watson? Because I like the way he can uh, scramble and get around. That'll give me more time to get open if I'm not open, you know. Okay. He give me more time, you know, like if, you know, just not getting sacked, he can move around and, you know, uh, we can break our route and go into another, get, you know. Help, yeah, help him out, you. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. I've, I've, often wanted, I've often wanted to ask that question. Today was perfect. Chris, I will say this. I think James and I, we still cut from the same cough, and we'll say really at the bottom line, let's put a quarterback out there that can breathe and can throw, throw the ball a little bit. We'll make it happen from that point. There you go. You'll get yourself open. <laughs> you can touch it. You got to catch it, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Well, Patrick, again, Action Jackson, great having you on again. We will definitely call you. Hopefully, you can come on again later in the later in the season. But it's been it's been wonderful talking, catching up with you again. Thanks, Action Jackson. All right, that sounds good. I appreciate you guys. Let's catch up and do like Levy and Bell. Uh, week eight, baby. Week eight, week nine, week ten. I'm ready. Bring me on. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. You have a great week, everybody. We'll be back next Wednesday, and uh, keep listening. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry. James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 